like a bright rainbow in the sky. Short and sweet parenting tips just for you. Hey everyone, we are winding up this season of short and sweet parenting tips with a series on allowances. We're going to help you out by dividing the episodes by approximate age because allowances will morph as your child grows. But first, we're going to do a two-part overview. Today we'll cover the big picture on establishing an allowance for your kids and actually we'll touch on other ways your kids might earn money because they all tie in together when we talk about spending next week. Establishing an allowance and helping kids manage their money are interwoven subjects, so you definitely want to listen to both of these episodes. We started giving our kids a weekly allowance around pre-K and it was really out of desperation because we were so sick of the constant begging and whining at the store. Honestly though, it's tricky going to the store with any age kid, not just small tykes. Heck, sometimes it's hard for me to go through the store without wanting everything. And my girls have to remind me, Mom, put your blinders on. Ah yes, the student becomes the master. (laughs) Anyway, it can be extremely stressful to go shopping with a kid who's complaining, wailing, or even threatening because they want something. You may be wondering, So Anne, how will an allowance cut down begging and whining in the store, by the way? Thank you, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) You see, it gets the kid out of the habit of you buying them things at the store. And truth be told, it gives you a new approach when your kids ask for something at the store. Quick example, if you're at the store and the I wants startup, simply ask your child, did you bring your allowance money? If they didn't, then say, very matter-of-factly, oh, I'm sorry, maybe next time you can buy it, just remember to bring your money. And that ends the discussion. Don't lecture. Don't get pulled into negotiations. But maybe they've already spent their allowance for the week. Tell them to remember that item they want to buy and maybe they can come back next week with their allowance. Again, end of discussion. Now, are there exceptions? Of course. But until you've solidly established that them paying with their allowance is the process of buying things at the store, I would hold off on the gray area, especially with smaller kids. Of course, if they did bring their money, then allow them to buy the item of their choice, as long as they can afford it, and have them pay the cashier themselves. I know that bordered on spending topic, which we'll talk about next week, but I just kind of wanted to get that example out there. Next week, we'll elaborate more, including tricks to reward delayed gratification and discouraging impulse buys. When establishing an allowance with your very young child, You may not even need to set a specific dollar amount, at least at the beginning. If you start out this way, keep in mind to stay consistent with the amount of money you spend on them now compared to the dollar amount that you will likely choose in the future for an actual allowance. So if you begin by spending $20 a week on your kid during store visits, but then when they turn five years old, you end up giving them, say, $1.50 a week, this would make zero sense to your kiddo. This discrepancy may, to say the least, lessen your kid's enthusiasm about having their own spending money. But when your kid gets older, $150 a week just ain't going to cut it, right? (laughs) You may want to approach it like we do and give your kids a raise each birthday. With our first kid, honestly, we kind of winged it. Now we try to give our second kid proportional raises in order to work her allowance up to what we're currently paying the older one. All said, we probably raise our kids' allowances anywhere from $0.75 to $1.50 per birthday. So our 12-year-old, we pay $9 a week. 
If that seems kind of low, you'll definitely want to tune in next week when we'll share an approach to doubling the money when our kids save and plan ahead. Our 16-year-old gets $16. Her allowance is proportionally more because she's expected to pay for more of her needs, not just her wants. Also, I guess I didn't realize that her allowance amount is the same as her age because we actually just pay her twice a month. But we'll dive deeper into all of that during the last episode on older teens. These are just our family's amounts for examples. I'm sure every expert on the topic has scientific ways to determine the exact right amount for your kids. I just wanted to give you some round numbers. Now, I would be amiss if I didn't bring up chores around the house while we're talking about allowances. And this is why. It's the age-old dilemma. Should allowances be linked to chores? <laughs> I have had many discussions with other parents about this, and I honestly don't think there's a one-size-fits-all approach here. In our house, though, allowance is free. Here's our thought process. Now, this isn't the biggest reason, but since we rarely spend money on our kids outside of allowance, we choose not to have them work for it. Even though we don't have allowances linked to chores, the girls are still responsible for specific jobs around the house every week. We feel like we'd rather make chores part of working as a family and being a team, so the kiddos contribute to the running of the household rather than working only when getting paid. By the way, I covered other ways to cultivate a team atmosphere in your family in episodes 36 to 39. Another bonus to not paying for basic chores is that when we task our kids with an additional duty, they accept it without expecting monetary compensation. Like when I had my oldest start bringing in the trash can from the curb. She took on that added responsibility and wasn't like, How much are you going to pay me? Hear me out, though, I am not saying that linking chores to your kid's allowance is wrong. It's really whatever works best for your family. I'm just kind of letting you know the reasons behind our choice to have our kids' allowances be free and clear. If you'd like more information on establishing chores, check out pre-launch number nine called There Is No I In Chore. It covers completely different information than we're discussing here in this series. In that episode on chores, though, I did not discuss paying your kids for extra jobs around the house. So let's go ahead and cover that now, <laughs> because really, any income will apply to our spending episode next week. One of our daughters is very industrious and pretty motivated to do chores. The other one, she'd rather put off the purchase or maybe even do without the item rather than do extra jobs. Either way is perfectly fine. Don't make one approach a right way or a wrong way. The natural consequence is if your child doesn't do extra jobs around the house, they can't buy the item or it will take longer to save up. That's the lesson right there. Leave it alone as a natural consequence and don't editorialize. Like me. <laughs> I probably do that more often than not. Anyway, it's totally up to you how much you would like to compensate your kiddo for extra jobs around the house. To me, I try to pay based on difficulty related to the age of the kid. Let's take laundry, for example. When my kiddo, who's interested in extra jobs, started doing towel laundry when she was nine years old, we tried to base the pay on the difficulty of the job for her. So it was $2.50 for loading, washing, and drying the laundry, then we paid her per item that is folded and put away. I have certain ways things needed to be folded and 
My kiddos need to meet those standards or redo the work. That's just a work ethic thing. So here's what we pay for putting away and folding. It's 10 cents for washcloths, 25 cents for hand towels, and 75 cents for bath towels. 75 cents may seem like a lot, but have you ever watched a petite nine-year-old trying to fold a large bath towel? Oh, and here's the bonus. They have to do the math to figure out the amount we owe them. You know, I just thought of another way that our kids earn money. We pay them for school grades now uh, since they started middle school. My parents did this when I was growing up because they said that school was like my job. As for my hubby and I, we just wanted to encourage our oldest to take her grades seriously. (laughs) Each semester when grades come out, she gets $20 for A's, $10 for B's, but if she has a C, we subtract $10 per C from the amount she earned. This is based on our particular child's abilities and capabilities. Some kids may work extremely hard to get C's. I recognize that. Please congratulate them and acknowledge this accomplishment. Other kids may get B's with hardly any effort and maybe you want to encourage them to get A's. Like most things, know your kids and adjust your scale to that. It may even differ between siblings. You'll really need to talk to the older kiddo about that if that's the case. Some ideas on how to approach that are covered in episode 5 about reducing sibling rivalry. Finally, gift money is another source of income for your kids. This option gets a lot more popular as your kids get older and harder to buy for. We'll cover gift money a little bit more in the next episode. That wraps up part one on the hows and whys of establishing an allowance for your kiddos, plus other sources of income like chores, grades, and gift money. Next week, we'll tie this all into teaching your kid about spending. (laughs) Even as I say that, it sounds like just another boring money management lecture. But I really do have some fun ways to work this with your kids. And it is a small upfront effort that will pay off in the long run, even into adulthood, if you think about it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Catch you next week. This is Short and Sweet Parenting Tips signing off. Fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.